Welcome to Public Safety Talk Radio, the podcast for all of our heroes of public safety, including law enforcement professionals, firefighters, EMTs, corrections officers, healthcare workers, and more. The show is produced by the POCUA and is founded upon its soundness initiative. This episode is sponsored by the finest service organization, a provider of line of duty death loan protection through many of our POCUA institutions. I am Ken Bader, your host for Public Safety Talk Radio, and I have a great guest today. Hopefully she won't make me do any yoga moves because that ain't my thing. Um, although I'm sure by the end of this particular conversation, she will try or have convinced me to do yoga. But let me tell you a little bit about her. Her name is Wendy Hummel. She is an experienced wellness coordinator with a demonstrated history of working in the law enforcement industry. And that's because she is a retired police detective. So she knows what she's talking about. Um, she is the wellness coordinator for Cedric County Sheriff's Office. Uh, she's also uh, part of Pause First. And I do want to hear about that. But she's skilled in mindfulness, law enforcement, yoga, resiliency, and wellness. Wendy, welcome to the show. Hey, Ken. Thanks for having me. Oh, you know, we, we've been trying to make this happen for a few months now. I'm glad that we were able to do it. Yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. <laughs> so, well, first and foremost, let's talk about the fact that you're a retired police detective and you're passionate, obviously, about the whole mindfulness, yoga, and resiliency thing. Yeah, it's, it's for somebody who is naive to that personally, how do all three of them work to support each other? Well, that's a really good question. And that's kind that's of- That's why I asked it. You know, that's why I do a show <laughs> every once in a while, I come up with a good question. So thank you. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, there's, a, there's a, lot, a, a lot of different ways to answer that, but um, I'll, I'll keep it a little bit brief to start out with. So um, yoga and mindfulness are tools for people who are looking to become or train their resilience. So, and resiliency, you know, a lot of people know that word, they've heard it a lot, I think, especially in the past couple of years. Um, but the definition or kind of the way I view it is in three different parts, you know, think about people being resilient. Well, what does that mean? Um, a lot of times people think, well, it's the, the ability to cope with adversity and bounce back. Um, I look at it more as um, you're not only able to cope with adversity whenever that difficult situation is, it doesn't even have to necessarily be a work thing. It could be a lot of times with first responders, um, the adversity comes from home life, relationships, financial issues. So, you know, everybody has their, their different things. And then not just coming back to what you were before you went through the adversity, but getting better from it, growing from it, which is called post-traumatic growth. So you've got the coping with and then being better than you were before, but you also have a piece of training your resilience or preparing to be resilient. And that comes from all the different things that I know you talk about on your podcast, things that fill your cup so that you have reserves to be able to not only take care of yourself, but take care of others, because we do that so frequently. So, you know, mindfulness and yoga are just two tools to do that. There's so many more. So uh, resiliency kind of encompasses all of those things. But for me personally, um, you know, yoga and mindfulness and meditation are things that really helped me once I discovered them. And once I did discover them, that's kind of when the light bulb went on, like, hey, if this is helping me, um, maybe this could also help my coworkers. And that's just kind of what started me down my path of really diving into 
all these different things and how they can particularly help the people that I work with. Because quite honestly, I mean, just like anybody else, I think who starts to become interested in this, it came from a place of, you know, I needed it. I mean, I had my own struggles and health problems. And, and then I started seeing the same thing in the people that I worked with. Mm. And so that's kind of what my turning point was. Yeah, interesting. Um, and thank you for mentioning that we've covered uh, resiliency on the show before. In fact, I've I've had that subject on a, a few of my different podcasts. Um, good friend and colleague of mine, Sean Douglas, is a uh, resiliency uh, trainer. He's a uh, uh, retired Air Force. He was on an earlier episode. And he tries to teach me more about resiliency than, frankly, I'm willing to learn. In fact, we just had a conversation the other day about letting things go, like people that do stupid things <laughs> in the parking lot. And I says, "No, I'm I'm that guy that doesn't just say, eh, you know, I'm or you know, maybe he's having a bad day. I'm the I'm the guy that says, look at this jag off. He took up two spaces. So yeah, <laughs> so I haven't obviously come to that point to embrace it, although I understand it and I'm trying." to when when did you kind of come to to that realization that hey i i need something and then you you tried this resiliency mindfulness yoga thing you know not way i'm putting it not, not a professional <laughs> phrase and you said you know I, I i got something here well, tell us a little bit more about that transition to this is helping me yeah, sure. So I've been in law enforcement since 1996. So I started out, um, I'm actually from the East Coast. So I started out as a federal agent with what was then called Immigration Naturalization Services, now DHS. That's how I met my husband. And so long story short, I ended up um, ending up in Kansas, not ever expecting to stay here. And here I am. <laughs> and there you are. And yeah, you know, you know, it reminds me of my my favorite holiday movie, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Well, <laughs> welcome to Wichita. <laughs> yeah, that's actually that's very much very much the way it went, actually. So, um, but no, my husband and I met. Um, he neither one of us are from Wichita, Kansas, but we we ended up here. And so after I met my husband, moved to Kansas to be with him, um, I left my federal job and joined the Wichita Police Department and ended up retiring here after 21 years as a detective. And so throughout my career, my goal was to always become a detective. That's all I ever wanted to do. Um, this is gonna date me a little, but uh, I grew up watching Charlie's Angels, like the first kind of Charlie's Angels. Now and see, you know, you and I are almost <laughs> exactly the same age. I wanna say we're maybe 12 months apart, maybe a little yeah. bit more. Um, I remember watching Charlie's Angels when I was a kid, but I don't remember thinking I want to be a cop while I was watching it. I was watching it for other reasons. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I bet. I bet. Oh, my gosh. Well, so, yeah, so that and just like Bionic Woman. You yeah, know, I, see, I, was a big, I was a big $6 billion uh, man fed. I only live like yeah. I live like 100 miles from Ojai, California now. But anyhow, we're getting way off the rails. I shut up, please. Go, go. I want to I want to hear about your detective journey. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I what I'm getting at is that I knew I'm, I'm one of those people who I always knew when I was like, at, I think I was 10 or 12 that I wanted to be a cop. And so <clears throat> what's awesome, excuse me, <clears throat> is that I realized my dream. I wanted to be a detective. 
got to do all the things I ever wanted to do. I mostly worked persons crimes. I worked homicide, gang, and sex crimes. Got called out, you know, the, my whole career. So, but I didn't realize, so nobody ever really tells you what to expect from that type of work and that kind of lifestyle because you're yeah. living and dying by being called out and always going into work and the types of things that you see and really um, not discussing how things impact you because that really wasn't something that we were taught to do or it really honestly wasn't encouraged to do. So for me personally, I um, obviously like most cops, I didn't sleep very well because even when I wasn't getting called out, you're always concerned or worried when is the phone gonna ring and you don't wanna miss a call and things like that. And then I just also started to notice like different health issues start to bubble up, especially when I hit, you know, early forties. Um, and then uh, I, you know, I've had panic attacks. I've, I thought I had a stroke one time because this is all stress related. And yeah. so that's, that's just me. And then I've had coworkers that um, have had some pretty major health issues. I've had um, coworkers with mental health issues. So um, so I've seen the whole gamut. And so I just kind of all of a sudden just started practicing yoga. And really for me, it was to lose weight after having kids because I had the kids older. And so like being kind of like that type A, you know, always like to work out hard and sweat and push it. Um, I started doing hot yoga because I wanted to lose my baby weight. And, but soon after going to yoga regularly, I noticed it was a lot more beneficial than just the physical part of it. And I noticed, cause you know, you learn a lot of breathing techniques in yoga, which, you know, that's how we directly access our nervous system, which ours is constantly getting activated as first responders. So, but I noticed, I didn't understand why at the time, but I noticed that I felt a little bit more patient, a little bit more relaxed, even after I was out of class. And so it just started to kind of trickle into other parts of my life and the light bulb went on, like I said earlier, and I'm like, well, if this is helping me, it may help my coworkers too, to learn these kind of tools. So I, you know, went into yoga teacher training on my own, became a teacher. And then I learned about yoga for first responders. I actually just Googled cops in yoga because I was like, is there anything out there specifically to teach this skill set to police officers? And I found, you know, I found. And then you ran into Olivia. I did. <laughs> our, our, yes. good, our good friend from Yoga for First Responders. At, yes. At the POCLA. Continue. <laughs> yeah, she's awesome. So, you know, being, a, you know, the normal skeptical cop that I was, I, because, you know, Olivia's not a first responder. Mm hmm. I talked to her back in 2015 and really soon after the conversation, I was like, yeah, okay, this is legit. I need to go to her training. And then I was on a mission after that. And then the, the agency that I was working for, the Wichita Police Department, they supported me. I went to the training. And ever since then, I have been teaching yoga for first responders to not just my former agency and then the current agency that I work at, but any local first responders are always invited to come to our class. So. That's kind of how, that's how it all started. Now a word from our sponsor, the Police Officers Credit Union Association. Coming this October, 2021, is the Public Safety Business Summit in Savannah, Georgia, a program specifically created for organizations that serve first responders. 
What you will experience is a high level of networking and collaboration among like-minded leaders who are in the business of serving first responders. What you won't get are a series of boring lectures with no interactivity, ridiculous golf outings that are only appealing to a few attendees, or a couple of retreaded subjects that you can hear at any credit union league event that are just thrown into the curriculum. We offer an engaging agenda where attendees even help to determine the content during the actual conference based on their unique needs. If you run a business, a credit union, or a nonprofit that specifically serves first responders, then the Public Safety Business Summit is for you. For more information, go to www.policecreditunions.com or call 331-300-9889. We hope to see you in Savannah this fall. I know particularly, not from my own experience, I've never been a police officer, but I've had the privilege of working and, and being a colleague of many of them, and I've known a few that have worked sex crimes, and I know mm -hmm. from them that, that, that that's a tough gig. Um, that's, that's a really tough gig. I don't know if it's tougher being a man or a woman, but, um, but, but that, that does something to you. Yeah. And the things that used to bother me the most were always the things that were most personal for me, which yeah. I know it's super common for, for that to be the case, but, but yeah. And even though I didn't know all the skills that I know now, um, I did know to reach out and like my, I'm very fortunate because my husband is also, he's a retired federal agent. I told you that's how we met. He mm -hmm. stayed with the agency. So whether he wanted to hear it or not, looking back now, maybe he didn't want to, but I would come home and talk to him and kind of, and if something bothered me, I wouldn't keep it stuffed down. I would let it come up eventually with him. Um, so I was able to take care of myself. Um, now I just know that there's a lot more to it than just that. There's other yeah. ways to be resilient and to take care of yourself. But, but that's why I'm so passionate about sharing all yeah. these tools with first responders. Cause I know what it's like. And I think it's, I think we're, we're really making strides and teaching this stuff to our, to our recruits early on so that they yeah. don't have to wait 20 years or so before they, they figure this out. Yeah. Yeah, and that's is as I've heard from a number of law enforcement professionals, you know, thankfully over the last five, ten years, things have changed where you don't have to hold all that in. There's some tools, there's there's some avenues, even even avenues of talking to a stranger on a phone that's that's licensed to, to have those conversations in the right way. Um, you know, plus you always have the, the gallows humor in the, in the police department too. One, yeah. one sex crime official that, that I talked to worked a lot of, um, the cases where, you know, you had, you know, 20, 30 something predators, you're know, going after like 13, 14 year old girls and they would pose as a 13, 14 year old girl on Facebook and then they would have to come to the meetings and say, hey, John, what, what's he going to do to you today? <laughs> Anyhow, <laughs> going off the rails again. I, I want to I get, get back to the yoga and more specifically um, your podcast, which is Guns and Yoga. Um, obviously, I'm, I'm hoping you're talking more about yoga than guns. Uh, <laughs> 
And 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 what what do you what do your listeners gain from listening to to guns and yoga? Well, the reason why I started the podcast, and so my husband, by the way, is the one who came up with that name. He's a Guns and Roses. Tell, tell him, good job. <laughs> yeah, he's really good at that stuff. So, um, yeah, because actually, a few years ago, I wrote an article for Police One, and it was how um, how yoga and meditation helped my shooting because I um, really got myself very worked up when I would go qualify with the shotgun. Like I never had any issues with the handgun qualifying, but it was such a mental thing for me. And so anyhow, I wrote an article about how breathing, yoga, meditation help, uh, help with the shotgun, whatever I'd have to go qualify and so back then he came up with the name and so for several years I'd wanted to start a podcast so this is something that we thought of years ago so it's just kind of a catchy name but it just kind of captures the guns obviously comes from the law enforcement career and then yoga because I'm also a yoga teacher but the whole platform and the whole reason I started it was really to just probably for the same reason you do what you do is to share information and to provide resources and support for first response. I, I, I do what I do because I just think I'm that handsome that I need to be on video. <laughs> See, I'm not on video. So And if that's the real reason, I think I need to take down my YouTube page and <laughs> just you know, keep keep it on the on the audio version, but please continue. <laughs> Um, so yeah, we, uh, we just might, when I say we, because my husband's like the tech person without, without him, the podcast would not happen. Um, but I just thought it would be helpful because I feel like because of my current position as the wellness coordinator and doing this stuff for so many years, I just have met so many incredible people, first responders, people who support first responders, programs and resources that like, well, I can't keep this information to myself. We need yeah. to get this out so other people can know about it. And that's honestly what, what inspired the whole thing. Um, and and it's, it's just, it's also kind of fun for me because I get to talk to these people and ask them questions about all this really awesome stuff that they're doing. So, you know, and, and I'm just a firm believer that, you know, when people share their stories and they're vulnerable, you just don't know the ripple effect or the impact that that's going to have on even just one person that hears it. So, so that's where the podcast idea came from. And we are loving doing it. Um, my husband's, like I said, if it weren't for him, it would not be happening. So it's a team effort. Good. Good for him. I'm, 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 yeah. I'm actually in, in a serious mode, especially with my How to Love Our Cops cup. Mm -hmm. um, I'm really pleased to hear you talk so um, positively about your husband because mm -hmm. I know that that isn't always the case in law enforcement marriages, um, especially when both are police officers or both are first responders or public safety professionals. That. Mm -hmm. That unfortunately doesn't always work out, and it it sounds like it's it's working out in spades for you guys. So, great. Yeah, we're we're lucky. <laughs> so, no, you're right. We're lucky, and we know it. Um, you know, it wasn't always an easy road for us. I mean, there was a ten year time when we were. I mean, we were both getting called out in our careers. We were both really busy, and we had our kids, but we had them a little bit later in life. 
and I had a lot of issues. So not only, um, not only did we, you know, have these crazy careers that we loved, but then we struggled to have kids. And when we did, I had a lot of health problems. Both of my girls were born extremely early, mm-hmm. 10 weeks early, two pound babies in the hospital. And so um, we went through a lot together. So, um, but through it all, I mean, it just, it actually made our relationship stronger. He's my best friend. And trust me, I know that that's, that's rare and I appreciate it and I appreciate him, but, but you're absolutely right. Because one of the things that um, is probably, I would say of the, of the three top things that first responder families struggle with, one of them is definitely relationships and communication and um, again, things weren't always like this with my husband and I. We've, we've been able to, to grow together over the years and learn how to communicate. But, you know, it's sometimes people need to be taught how to do that, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a tough one. I mean, even, even for us civilians, you know, I didn't learn that in my first mm-hmm. marriage. Fortunately, I'm, I'm getting it, you know, hundredfold in my second marriage. You know, she is my best friend. Um, but yeah, what comes to my mind is, is what a valuable resource you are, because I know from my own experience, especially police officers, first responders in general, but especially police officers, unless you're part of that circle, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it's difficult for an officer to listen. Um, yeah. but you're not only an officer, you've lived this, you've, you've, you've gone through some tribulations, you know, with, with your kids being born early. Um, you know, I'm sure you've had challenges in your marriage and you're still together and you're very strong and you, you found something in yoga that, that helped you so you could speak to that. So you're speaking from a place of experience in that, you know, I I've been through that. You, know, you don't don't tell me I'm just talking about this vicariously or from a book. You know, I lived that. So when I say this will help you or suggest you might want to think about this, it's coming from a place of, of true knowledge and experience. Yes. And I think back to what I know now. I mean, I, I sound like one of those old people that, you know. <laughs> We're, we're both over 50. We're old. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we're, not, we're not dead, but we're old. Yeah. We're, we have wisdom, Cam. We're wise. That's, that's what it is. Yes. But, but if you think about like, especially first responders, but really anybody, like how many times a day your nervous system gets activated, your fight or flight response and how detrimental that can be. And so just like, you know, one small thing, and I know Olivia preaches this all the time, with yoga for first responders, and this is really where I first started to understand this concept, is just by, you know, focusing on your breath for a short amount of time, that can really help to decompress and, and you know, slow everything down so that you bring yourself down because we are, we, it's not healthy for us to constantly be in that state because that's what leads to long-term health problems, inflammation, disease, and things like that. So just by practicing whatever self-regulation technique works for you, for me, it's always been my breath. Um, it really helps to kind of ward that, that off. I mean, there's a lot of other things that you probably need to think about too, but, but really, gosh, even just thinking about like getting an email that pisses you off, mm-hmm. like that activates your nervous system. It doesn't, just have to be going out and, and taking a call of a shots fired and a robbery. I mean, it can be 
all different things. And our body doesn't know the difference between the email and the shots fired. It feels the same biologically yeah. and physiologically. So that's, that's a great point. And, and I just learned something because I recently started doing in essence, 10 minutes of, of meditation in the morning, mm -hmm. you know, just to try and, and get myself right. Because at least for me with, with two businesses and four different podcasts, I've got, you know, things going mm -hmm. on in my head all the time. And yesterday I didn't get just one, but three emails that pissed me off. <laughs> and I was, and I was dumb enough uh, to, oh. to, to do, to, to work on those emails before I started my morning routine. So I did that. And then I'm like, all right, I need something. And I, I went into my, my 10 minute zone and all I did was sit there and think about how incredibly pissed off I was and what I wanted to say to this person and what I wanted to say to that person. And, you know, finally, I think after like seven minutes, I'm like, you know, screw this. <laughs> That's all I'm doing is get more upset. Maybe if I had concentrated on my breathing, it would have actually helped me or better yet. Maybe if I just didn't check my email before I did yeah. this. <laughs> yes. Well, and you know, that's why for me personally, like I breathing is the best way to practice being mindful because when you're focusing on your breath, you can't breathe the breath you, you had five minutes ago and you can't breathe tomorrow's breath. So mm -hmm. that's a really good way to stay present and mindful is just focusing on your breath because every inhale and exhale is happening right now. So when I have a hard time meditating, I always go back to my breath, but there's a lot of other things you can do as well. Hmm. Interesting. Well, my, my next question may have already been answered. At least that's going to be my takeaway is, is the concentrating and regulating your breathing. That's something I need to start doing. Uh, but other than that, you know, is there a number one tip for all of our public safety professional friends out there that you would give, uh, whether it's has to do with yoga or has to do with the job or, or just, you know, wellness, taking care of yourself. Well, there, so when it, that's a very hard question for me to pinpoint, but all right, well then forget I asked it. Thank you for being <laughs> on the show. Uh, we'll be back next week. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> So what I was going to say is that's why it's important to try what works for you. There's such a bandwidth of resources available and so many different things that you can do. You know, I talk to people all the time about this stuff. A lot of guys that I know, they like to go out for a run. Uh, people have hobbies, spending time in nature, spending time with your family, a combination of all these different things and figure out what works for you. Like you said, I'm like you can, I have a morning routine and if I don't meditate, and if I don't, there's a couple things that I do every morning. And if I don't do them, it's kind of like my day is, is not the same. You know, there's a quote I like to say, it's like, win the morning, win the day. And if I miss my meditation, maybe one or two days in a row, like if I'm like on vacation or something has come up, but after that, it really just, you know, it, it kind of jacks me up. So find what works for you and experiment because there's so many different things that you can do. Yeah. Yeah. What, what jacks me up is, you know, 8 a.m. Pacific time uh, calls. <laughs> hey. <laughs> I know I'm giving, I'm giving you a hard time, but you know what? It's, it's funny that you mentioned that because here being on Pacific time, 
not only for my podcast, but for my clients, most of my guests and my clients are not uh, on the West Coast. For, for some reason, they have a tendency to be on Central Time or Eastern Time. So 8 a.m. Pacific Time for me many times is a start time. And then by the time I get rolling and everything, I get you know, my first cough, cup of coffee at 7.30, like, I, I've, I've got to get ready for my 8 o'clock so I can be prepared and be professional for my guest or client and not just sit there and meditate for 10 minutes. And I think yeah, that's one of those things where in you know, coaching myself, you need to be disciplined enough to say, well, then you need to get up a half an hour earlier so you could do your morning routine. <laughs> well, you just solved your own problem there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and see, that's if you take nothing else from public safety talk radio, all, all of my audience, solve your own damn problems. <laughs> <laughs> But you know, one piece of advice, if you want to hear it, is Please. just start with like small incremental change. So if you want to get up 30 minutes early and you can't do it, just get up five and 10 minutes yeah. early first and then slowly work your way to that 30 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And do, and do make your own change, but you know, make sure that you rely on the expertise and leverage the knowledge of people like a Wendy Hummel. Okay, you said it. Sure. <laughs> so, so with with that, I'm sure a lot of our, our audience could benefit from your wisdom through your podcast. So, tell everybody how best they could find you and and your podcast out there. Sure. So, it's called Guns and Yoga, and it's on Podbean, but it's also available on um, Apple, Audible, Spotify, and I believe iTunes. So, but the but it's it's operated off of Podbean. So if you want to subscribe to it, that's where you would you would go. Perfect, perfect. And I know from my own experience, um, one that uh, because Guns and Yoga is one of our public safety podcast partners. Um, you can find them on the POCUA website, uh, and you can very easily just simply go to Google and type in Guns and Yoga, and boom, yeah. Wendy comes up, uh, so you're easy to find, and I'm glad you're easy to find this morning so we could have such a great conversation, Wendy. Yeah, same, and I'm glad you were able to, you don't seem like you're tired, or you're not woken up, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> yeah, I, I flip, I'm not a morning person either, I flipped the switch, so, <laughs> so yeah. you know, you'd be amazed how, how good one cup of coffee can, can do for you, uh, but you'd probably say the meditation would be better. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I appreciate my coffee too. As as you said, do you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So thank you so much for, for being on the show. I had an awesome conversation with you. Thank you again for laughing at my jokes. Uh, and, and thank all of you for either watching or listening to this episode of Public Safety Talk Radio. And we'll be back with you next week with another great episode. Public Safety Talk Radio is produced by the POCUA. POCUA is a consortium of financial institutions serving law enforcement as well as other first responders and public safety professionals. To learn more about our association and to find one of our credit unions or service providers near you, go to www.policecreditunions.com. And always remember, if you aren't working with one of our POCUA credit unions, 
you're just banking with an institution that just so happens to serve first responders. As a public safety professional, you and your family deserve better. Find a POCUA credit union today.